Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca and I am your host. Hope you guys are all off to a great day today. I just wanted to quickly just say thank you so much um, to the people who have sent me messages telling me how they've come across my podcast and that they just really appreciate it and that they've, you know, needed somebody to talk to and they feel like I've um, allowed for women to express what they need, that it's doing good for, you know, a society and things like that. And it just, that's exactly the reason why I wanted to do this was to be able to express, um, how I feel and be able to, um, have a place for these women to be able to talk. Um, but anyways, before I go on and ramble and ramble and start crying, like a total silly, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to read an article here that I found online. Um, This is from Fox News. So I know that's a controversial station itself. But um, I just wanted to read this. um, Because nowadays, you know, there's so many easier ways for people to meet others. And I know that online seems to be a big one. Um, that's how, you know, I ended up in a lot of the positions that I ended up in, I guess you could say. And, um, but with social media, people being able to find old high school friends or high school flings or even dating sites. So I figured that that might be, you know, one of the most, um, common ways for people to meet. But, um, Let me read this to you again. It's um, an article. It's called The Six Most Common Places Where Affairs Start. And it's by Stephanie Buckland. Um, She wrote this for Fox News, published back on May 4th of 2017. According to the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, national surveys have shown that 15% of women and 25% of men have had full-blown affair outside of their long-term relationship, a number that jumps by 20% for each sex when expanded to include emotional affairs. When you think of a cheating partner, you may picture a bar or a nightclub, but that's actually not one of the top places people meet their affair partners. Deborah McLeod, a marriage expert and author of books including Couples in Crisis, Overcoming Affairs and Opposite Sex Friendships, told Fox News. Um, McLeod interviewed more than 300 couples over the last year to figure out where most of them had met their affair partners. 
Fox News spoke to McLeod along with Dr. Jane Greer, New York-based marriage and sex therapist and author of How Could You Do This to Me? Learning to Trust After Betrayal about the top places and just why many budding affairs start there. Number one, in the office. The workplace is traditionally the place where people have the most affairs, McLeod said. When we go to work in the morning, our makeup and hair is fresh, and we're typically on our best behavior, she explained. Greer agreed, noting that the shared creative energy, goals, and passion about project leaves people more receptive than usual to somebody's interest or admiration. Number two, at the gym. When you're at the gym, you're already displaying your body. There's a whole element of physical attraction, availability, and accessibility, Greer explained. A common type of affair that McLeod encountered was one between clients and personal trainers. A woman may feel not only physically closer to a trainer as she works out with him, but emotionally close as he supports her, McLeod said. Number three, on social media. People tend to reconnect with old flames via social media, McLeod said, noting that it's easy for them to reminisce about the good old days when they were younger and not bogged down by so many responsibilities. They may start to fantasize with one another what their lives could be like if they had stayed together, which can quickly snowball into a deeper intimacy, she said. Number four, through a social circle. Proximity is key. People often find affair partners through existing social circles, such as a couple they are friends with. That's because they are already close and familiar with those people, McLeod explained. Number five, at a volunteering gig, people may bond over a common cause while volunteering, McLeod said. Greer agreed, noting that anytime you're working toward a common cause or objective, you may start to feel a sort of energy that leaves you more vulnerable to this attraction. And number six, church. Church can create a false sense of intimacy between members or between a leader and a member, McLeod said. People may open up about their marriage problems looking for comfort, not realizing that others may take advantage of that vulnerability or else develop feelings for that person. And that was kind of the end of it there. And I know that I can definitely um, uh, agree with two of them for myself personally, the social circle and the uh, social media. Um, and I've received stories about work ones um, uh, and people from the past. Um, I'm not sure if I've gotten anything yet about church or volunteering. But anyways, I just thought that those were interesting. And I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate to some of that. So anyways, let's get on with today's story. Uh, this is about a, a gal named Brianna. And um, she sent me her story. And uh, she was pretty straightforward about things. And, uh, you know, she's gone through a lot. And I know I probably say this often, but I think you'll understand when you hear the story um, that she's, she's gone full circle. She's um, just been through a lot. And it sounds like now she's on a good track with life and moving forward, um, as opposed to things in her past that kind of let her down uh, paths that were not ideal for her and it affected her and others in her life. So I want to thank Brianna for sharing her story. 
Let me tell you about me. My father and grandmother raised me and my other siblings. My mother walked out on us when I was at the age of three. I didn't know who she was. My father married again when I was at the age of eight to an abusive, horrible lady. Then got a divorce when I was ten due to her throwing me across the living room, breaking my leg. Growing up, all I wanted to be was a writer. I would write short stories every day. Things started to change once I got into high school. I got into drinking, drugs, sex, lots of sex. I ran away often, but my dad tried his best. He was a good dad. At the age of 16, a boy moved in across the street from me, and he was hot. He had his own car, job, and his mom pretty much let him do whatever he wanted. We started hooking up in November, but things didn't become official until March. He was wonderful, but he was a drug user and an alcoholic at the age of 17. I started because I loved him. We had our first child at the age of 18. He was 19. Then came the second, two years later. That's when I realized I was no longer in love. We decided after the birth of our daughter to take a break. We would still see each other though. And that's when I realized I was pregnant with our third child. But I didn't know if it was really his or not because I was also seeing someone else. We ended up moving back in together after I told him I didn't know who the father was. He said, well, okay, we'll see. Turned out he was the father. I was still unhappy and not in love and I was doing hardcore drugs. I didn't have sex with anyone else, but I would be texting and flirting with other men. Then I became pregnant with our fourth child. Then boom, two years later, our last child crazy right not being in love with someone but still having kids so at this point he and I are both heavy drug users and I would tell myself we were not together but just living together for the children that's when the first affair happened with his stepdad that was the worst mistake that I ever did make didn't care for the guy just did it to be spiteful and because I knew I could my kid's father and I have been together at this point for almost eight years. Then there was this guy I knew growing up and always wanted to be with him, but couldn't because I was not the right size or pretty enough for him. But we hit it off when I saw him at a club. We exchanged numbers and he would call to the house. Yes, you heard right. The house where my husband would pick up the phone and hand it to me. At this point, we were both cheating on each other, and both of us knew about it. With this affair, I will call him David, I thought I was in love. I would go to his house, have sex, drink, and then go home as if nothing ever happened. But that changed when he started seeing other women. So my husband took me back. It had been one year of going back and forth between him and David. We tried to make it work again, but at this point, I was more into drugs than I was being married. Crazy, I know. Fast forward my life about five years. I had just got out of prison, 
and I had to start going to the center that was required with my parole. And there was this tall, sexy man. I'll refer to him as A. At first I would ignore him because I was really trying to work things out with my husband. He had stood by my side through the good and the bad, yet I just couldn't resist. One day we both skipped class and went to his house, and there, for the first time, we had sex. I had never had sex like that before. It was absolutely amazing. When my husband and I had gotten our kids back from foster care, our lives seemed to be good, at least so I thought. In the back of my mind, I kept thinking about A. So I called him and faked being sick at work so I could go see him. And it started all over. We slept together for about seven months. I would continue to call in sick, or I would say I was going out with my friends so that I could go be with him. I eventually told my husband, and him being a good man said that this had better be the last time or he was done. It wasn't the last time though. At this point, my husband and I seemed to fight all the time. We weren't even sleeping in the same room. Then came along Chris. He jumped in my inbox and told me, good morning, beautiful. I hadn't heard that in years. We were both married, unhappy, working 70 plus hours a week. After the first week of inboxing Chris, we met up at a cell phone place because I was paying my bill. He got out of the car and hugged me so tight. I was so scared because I thought someone I knew would see me hugging this man. Everyone knew I had been with my husband for almost 19 years at this point. I gave him a kiss on the cheek and told him I had to go. I thought that was going to be the last time I would see him, but it wasn't. That next Friday, I met him at a shopping center. His wife was calling him and he would just ignore the call. I thought it was crazy. My mind was racing, my heart was pounding, and I was wondering if someone would drive by and see me. He grabbed my hand and said, don't worry. We talked for an hour before we parted ways. Then after that night, we saw each other just about every day at the same time, the same spot for almost a month. Then one day I was sad and crying and I just wanted Chris to make everything better and he did. He kissed me on the lips and told me he's got me. As I took a deep breath, he jumped over to the passenger seat with me. I was wearing a dress, so I told him yes, because he whispered in my ear, can I? That was the first time we had sex. After that day, sex was an everyday thing for us. Didn't care where, day or night, we just had sex. I couldn't go to his house because he was married and he couldn't come to mine. Well, because so was I. We continued the affair for a little over a year and then one day it stopped. No texting, no saying meet me at the spot or anything, it just stopped. It's now been a year since I heard from Chris and I'm okay with it. At this point, my husband and I are getting along great. I just celebrated my seven years of being clean and realized after all the shit I put my husband through, we're not going anywhere. Stupid and naive, huh? Call it what you think. I do not regret anything I did in my life. My past made me who I am today.
I am a strong, I'm clean, I'm a mother of five and a caring wife. Would I do this again? I honestly don't know. I would like to say no, but I can't say yes or no. I think if it would happen again, I would actually just leave my husband because I don't want to hurt him anymore. 20 plus years, he deserves better. And he doesn't want our kids to have two different lives and two different homes. I really can't give any advice because I don't know what I would do if Chris were to text me today. Crazy, I know. As of today, my husband knows of four affairs and does not know about Chris. My children don't know. At least I don't think they do, but they are all teenagers, so I can't honestly say if they do or they don't. Wow, Brianna, thank you so much for submitting your story. I'm sure this has inspired others, and it's so wonderful that you've been clean now for seven years, and, you know, you're just on the right track. I appreciate Again, you sharing with everybody and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you all for listening uh, to Brianna's story today. And as we come to a close, if you have a story that you would like to share with others, of course, like everybody, they are anonymous. Um, just shoot me an email to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Have a great day and remember, no judgment. Goodbye.